Shred Shed Podcast. Yo, what up? This is Earl Shreds, boy. And Sydney Shreds. Ooh. And this is your number one podcast. For all things rock and roll, music, or just plain awesome. Y'all don't forget to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you got, at Earl Shreds. And don't forget to check out the website, www.earlshreds.com. Thank Everyone, before we get to this video, please be sure to check out the Patreon and earlshreds.com. You can help support me at Patreon for as little as $2 a month. It helps me to continue make these videos, continue to make these podcasts, and most importantly, helps me fund the live shows. If you haven't checked out a live show, please go to earlshreds.com and check out my schedule to see where I'm playing live. And if you want to see me play somewhere, please shoot me an email at dalton at earlshreds.com. Or a DM on any social media platforms and let me know where you want to see me play. Again, I thank you all for my support. You can follow me and subscribe to me on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. I wish I said I had a millionaire baby daddy backer who was helping me. But alas, it is just lonely old me. I do do this for a living. So again, if you could check out the Patreon and be a super shredder subscriber that would be awesome and it helps me to continue making this awesome content and also again check out earlshreds.com for the live schedule and also earlshreds.com for the awesome earl shreds merch that you can get customized and made to order sent directly to your house love you guys so much thank you always for the support enjoy the video Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tee hee. Toby's our podcast song. Yeah, he's our podcast song. So, um, did you tell her the story about uh -oh. the dog I thought you had? Uh oh. The yeah. one that's on the screen? Yeah. Because <laughs> that... it's a little terrier, a Boston terrier. It looks like a Boston terrier. Yeah, he thought the um, dog that's in, you know, our little live stream? Yeah. He thought that was ours. Aw. He's like, that looks like a um, uh, Earl Shred's dog. And then he saw this disgusting. Yeah, he actually has abomination. That, Did you see my rat in there? <laughs> the little brown sewer rat I have. It's Aww. a bigger rat. It's a bigger rat. She's yeah. like a neutral rat. She looks like a neutral rat. She is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're good to go. She looks like a little. This camera in. is not on. Does that matter? Uh, the screen. No, it's recorded. Is you see that red light? As long as that red light's blinking, it's recording. Blinking? So if it stops, then I have my lawyer on retainer. GoPro, I'm coming for you. Didn't you have to send one back? I did. And it really, actually, the customer service at GoPro was pretty top-notch, honestly. That's nice. Can you hear yourself well? I can, yeah. You kind of wiped off Can you hear me all right? Absolutely, yeah. You sound like a professional. I don't hey. even it's just, he's a... A trained expert on the microphone. Oh, yeah? An said, expert. Yeah, you said you have a radio show? I do have a radio show. Yes, ma'am. So, the one and only Zach United. Hey. Wish I had a soundboard. I go, dee dee ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post that in a minute. 
But yeah, um, you want to shout it out? Yeah, so I do uh, Monday through Friday on K-Star Country. We play country music on uh, a country radio station in Montgomery, Texas, 99.7, the K-Star app. It's free. Nice. Yeah, you like country music? I like older country music. Me too. Yeah. And I play a little bit of that every oh, once yeah. in a while. Sweet. Play some old. I played some uh, Vern Gosselin today. Nice. Vern Gosselin. I don't know Vern. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm not... A- fan of like today's country if you uh, consider a country i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's considered today's country is not my favorite right so yeah i definitely prefer texas music over like nashville yeah country you know i like like artists from texas and arkansas and some guys from kentucky but you know mostly that texas stuff is what i mess with who's a who's a kentucky artist like Tyler Childers, uh, oh, Ward he's... Davis. No, Ward's from Arkansas. Uh, but Tyler Childers is one that I like. Um, there's another guy named Tyler Booth that I like. Uh, there's a few. Oh, I know him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know him. See, Which I one? Know that. Tyler Booth. I don't know him. I don't. I don't know him at all in real life, but I know <laughs> of him. And the way I said it, it made it seem like I, I, I know him. He lives right down the road from me. But I've heard his name. I think I might, we might have seen him live one time or something. Yeah, I've yet to see him live, man, but I'd like to. You say it's 99.5? 99.7. 99. 99.7, yeah. My brother used to DJ on 90.5, the cat. <laughs> Where's that at? Uh, it was the same Houston radio station. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. He was DJ Sunshine. That was his name? Yeah. DJ Sunshine? Yeah, long blonde hair. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it the 90s? <laughs> no, it was like 10 years ago. I had I had a weird or uh, not that that's weird, but uh, I had a an, a different name at one point when I was on the radio when I was in college. Uh oh, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I heard some dumb one. <laughs> I, I it was Uncle Fester. You remember from that? Uh, yes. Yeah, disappointing. Uh, I don't know what is it from. The, yeah, Adams, from the family. Adams family. Yeah, the Adams family. Which one was he? The bald guy. The fat bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> the pale, fat, yeah. bald guy. <laughs> How did you deem that name? He was, he was like a goth, <laughs> pale, fat, bald guy. Uh, because I was also a... <laughs> but did you choose it or did it get chosen? Uh, I think, man, you know, I really can't remember. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if somebody else gave me that name or not. Uh, it was when I was in college, you know, it was like yeah. a college radio station. And uh, I don't know, but I but I, I rocked it and I went with it the whole time I was in college. Nice. So would you be like DJ? He's just Uncle Fester. Just yeah, a- it was the Fester show. Yeah, I like. But that. also <laughs> kind of like uh, you know had a double meaning, like being a pain in the ass. You Fester. Yeah. You know so. <laughs> That's awesome. Was that you? Uh, yeah, I got kicked out of college. Hell yeah. For for a radio stunt that I did. Oh. Oh, yeah. what was can the you tell us about it? Sure, I can tell you. <laughs> okay, about I want to hear I mean, about it. This was a long time Probably ago. Probably on the news. <laughs> so uh, this was in uh, in Kansas, and uh, I it's so stupid too. Like uh, this was like twenty years ago, and I did a, a thing called puking for pizza, and I basically <laughs> made people um, vomit over the over a telephone call on, that I put on the air to win pizza. <laughs> And it was, and, and I was giving it away to like a local pizza place. It was a super small town in Kansas. There was like 3,000 people. It's a real uh, rural community. And I'm like 18 and I don't respect anybody or anything. And I think I'm like Howard Stern, right? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and 
I mentioned that I was giving away pizza to this this local place. It was a family-owned business, and they were not happy about it. And uh, they knew somebody at the college uh, that I was going to. And, uh, yeah, like the next Monday or Tuesday or something after that happened, I was asked politely to, to, to leave. And I did. And, you know. Oh, that's, that's for eat, For making people eat pizza? No, for making them puke on air. Yeah, that, that was the problem. <laughs> and how did you make them puke? Well, I didn't make them puke, you know, and, and I, honestly, I don't know if they actually did. It could have all been theater of the mind, right? So you didn't feed it was them. Like a, it was like I didn't call. feed them. No, you call in and. This is 20 keep... years ago. We were on the phone, okay? Before, yeah. yeah. Di- dial the landline. But you weren't, like, <laughs> the you weren't like feeding them pizza to throw up. No, no pizza, pizza was the prize. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would have done it. Yeah. Who doesn't want a free pizza when you're in college? Why would you get kicked out? That's so... I guess it was 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago. It was uh, rural Kansas and... uh, That was like... Yeah, I've been to Kansas. It was a big deal at the time, but yeah, Kansas sucked. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) What? I would never go back there. It was wild though when I lived there, man. Cool story. Uh, you'll you'll appreciate this as a shredder. Uh, when I when I went to school there, it was in Colby, Kansas. I went to school there because they had a radio station, and I wanted to do radio. They had a real radio station, and I got there and I was taking a, a film and a TV class. And uh, did I tell you this when we were at, uh, uh, over at Borsky's? If you did, I don't remember it. So I lived in a trailer park, right? And my neighbor two doors down from me and the trailer two doors away from mine uh, was also in my film class. And I noticed him one day in my class. And then I started looking at his tattoos and he had a, uh, a Dente Primo tattoo, which is the Pantera click. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, uh, the black tooth grin tattoo. Yeah. Right. And uh, I was like, dude, are, are you in Pantera? And he looked like he might be in Pantera, right? <laughs> yeah. But I knew he wasn't in Pantera. But he told me, he's like, no, I'm Daryl. And uh, he sh- he was the guy who shot all the home videos. And he was, he my neighbor. I do, I do remember this. Yes. I, I did tell you yes. that, right? I, yeah. uh, the shorter version. It's, it's a claim to fame of mine. You know, it's one of those moments in my life where uh, I sometimes, because he asked me, and, and you know, it is what it is. I didn't do it. But he asked me, he was like, you know, you want to go push some crates? We can make that happen. So I was this close to going on the road with Damn. Pantera at 18. But I was Damn. also in love at the time. And, yeah. You know, love. I would have just been, a, 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 you know, pushing crates and loading stuff and sweating my ass off. I never would have hung out with him. Yeah. I'd always be in the city, you know, but the still, next city, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, you definitely yeah. wouldn't have known the band. Definitely maybe not. one day. Definitely. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could have. I think if anybody I met, could have. I met Vinnie Paul one time. I got to interview him when he was in Hell Yeah. Oh. No way. Yeah, at OzFest. Wow. Back in 2008, I think, in Dallas. Yeah. Like on a radio station? Yeah. Or? At the time, I worked for the Eagle in Dallas, which is no longer a rock station, but they were like the biggest rock station in Dallas forever. I listen to the Eagle now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and, that's legendary. Yeah. Man. That was a great day. That was an insane day. OzFest 2008, Dallas, Texas. Wow. Uh, I'm probably like 27 years old, and I interviewed Hell Yeah, Vinnie Paul, uh, Chad from Mudvayne is also in that band. And, and that would have been a big deal for him in Dallas. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Um and it was a really big deal for me too. I'm from Dallas, right? So it was like oh. even bigger for me. And I'm I'm like I grew up on Pantera. I told you that when we met, you know, like that I still listen to Pantera every day. Yeah. And uh 
And so it was, it was a trip for me. I had, I had been close to him in the past, but never had a chance to talk to him. And it was one of those, but let me tell you what was wilder besides interviewing Vinnie Paul that same day, bro, that same day I met James from Metallica. I did not interview him, but I did meet him. I got a picture with him. I interviewed Ozzy. No. I I interviewed (laughs) Ozzy. And I watched Metallica on stage at OzFest in Dallas. And standing right next to me the entire set was Jack Osborne, Ozzy's kid. What? So that's and, like one of my all-time greatest experiences. And that ever. was that was probably like peak uh Meet the Osborne. What was the reality? Oh yeah, that was still real hot right then. Yeah. If not that, it was like uh Ozzy and Jack had their show going. I can't remember that, you know, it's so all so long ago now. But yeah, they, they were they were in so full swing. Dang. I'm gonna rewind but ask you about all of them. So what was Vinny like? Uh from what I remember, man, he was just he's he's the cool he has that he had a persona about him. Like he was like the coolest guy in the room and he didn't it wasn't because he he like was trying to let you know he was the coolest guy in the room. You just knew he was the coolest he guy was yeah. the guy. Right? He was the man and uh he was always smiling, always good vibes. All, all, all those guys that I had an opportunity to spend some time with, um, always positive, always smiling, always enjoying the moment, you know, and uh, that's what I remember about him. Dang. Okay. Is there um, like a recording of that somewhere or a video that you still have? I have pictures. I have pictures of the interview. There is somewere because when I was in Dallas and uh, in doing my show here in Houston, Back in that whole era when I was on the uh, the rock station, I recorded my show every day. So it's somewhere I have have that audio. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. yeah, I need to dig it up now. He, yeah, um, for sure. I've never never I saw him in person one time, and he was at the he was in Las Vegas at a Lamb of God show, and he was in the VIP. Like I was just I was front row, and then I looked up, and you know how like the VIP balconies like they have little sections like booths right, that right. are behind the stage. I looked up and I squinted and I was like, is that fucking Vinnie Paul? And he had like two biker chicks yeah. on both sides of him. And I looked up and then uh, Randy looked up and was like, I'm going to kick it with you later or some shit. And I was like, that's Vinnie Paul. Dang, and I was cool. like, that's got to be a sick moment for Lamb of God. To have and this is a sick him. moment for me getting to see him in person. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he he was one of those guys. Like, not too, I've, I've I've been fortunate to meet so many people that like I love and like listen to their music and just look up to. But like, he's one of those ones that you kind of you kind of stop in your tracks and just kind of stare, you know. And he had a badass beard, and that beard was on point, man. You know, with those lines. It's oh, like, clean, clean, dude. man. Fit was always always had lit. the fit, always <laughs> had the hat. I think, and his fit was a little bit better than. Uh, Dimebag. Oh, it's definitely better than Dimebag. Vinny had, yeah. a, Vinny had a nice sense. I think he he was probably more handsome too. I can't I'm trying to think what they looked like in old pictures, but I think he was. It dep- I guess it depends on your taste. Yeah, yeah. I mean they were fan. both. He was the chubbier one, so. I think they're yeah, both all, but man. it seemed like when they were younger in pictures, he it was more like thick, like yeah. just corn spread. Yeah. But yeah, he did get bigger first. <laughs> but um, I think yeah, him and his brother are some of the best that Texas has to offer. I can only think for sure. It's a list. If I had to put like five, I don't know them, but like, you know, it'd be those two, Stevie, Billy Gibbons, and what's an, I guess George Strait, if you want to go to country music. That's pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good list right there. Maybe, <laughs> oh, Will, is Willie from Texas? Willie's from Texas. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, him. That'd probably be the top five. From Texas, is that what you're talking about? Musician. 
I guess Janis Joplin. She's but yeah. I was about to say there's a, a whole. But him lot. and his brother are definitely up there. But so you met James. I met James. Was it like a brief meeting? Brief meeting, meet and greet type thing. Maybe had like two minutes to say something. What did he look? What did he look like? Uh, I I feel like I met him in like the prime Hatfield stage. Like it wasn't it wasn't young. It wasn't the the long haired curly long hair. It was like the shorter. Like when he was like middle 40s early 50s something like that that was like 2008 like i said so it was like prime dad james yeah like he's yeah. In, he was in his dad era what was that <laughs> i guess the san angered was the last album that had came out 2008 maybe yeah. that might be right that might be right well we saw both of um, we saw pantera and metallica like two weeks ago and they were just legendary as oh yeah it was legendary kids dude oh, that's awesome and Pantera went hard as fuck, obviously, in Arlington. We saw them two nights in a row, yeah. That's badass. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why I'm asking you, like, what they wore. I'm, you're asking, I'll get in every detail. Those are, like, my heroes. James and then the Abbott brothers. Yeah, it was very, very brief with with James. And it that was also kind of a surreal moment because, like, I've been listening to Metallica since I was driving. And that was the first, that's the first CD I ever put in my blah punk CD player in my 84 Chevy Blazer that was orange and black. It was like a Halloween edition. It was the black album. And I, oh, dude, I listened to that album forever and uh it was cool to meet him but it man that day was such a blur and uh if i'm being honest i i you know i was partying back then you know what i mean and yeah. i was on cloud nine Dude, i don't blame you bro you know so uh so, but, it was brief but i do have the old school photos <laughs> i'd love to see those one day yeah yeah i'll show you I'll, for sure I'll show you. and then ozzy he was just you the, got to interview ozzy so i did interview ozzy this is a little this isn't a cool part of the story. Uh, this kind of uh -huh. sucks, actually. This is what I heard. So when I interviewed Ozzy, you know, you've seen the, the clips of Ozzy stuttering, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, at the time, 2008 again, um, I had a chance to interview him, and I inter and I interviewed Sharon, too. Sharon was there as Sharon. well, and she loved me. She was so nice, and just she, she, she made me feel really like – at ease, and I'm nervous as shit to talk to Ozzy. No right? doubt, like, bro. Like uh, I, 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 there's, I don't know how I ended up getting to do that interview, but I clearly should not have done that interview. That should have <laughs> ha somebody else way more talented than me should have been doing that nah, interview. Dude. And uh, so I, I talked to him. I have no idea what the fuck I asked him. I can't. I couldn't tell you now. Um, but he started stuttering in the interview a lot, right? Like he started speaking to where you couldn't really understand his answers, mumbling and going on. But it was, like I said, mumbles. Turns out, I found out later that he does that when he's like pissed at people. Oh, no. So he, he, he doesn't always do that. Like he can be on, right? But when he's not really into the interview, he kind of fucking does the Aussie thing. You know, and he did that to me. And when I when I heard that, it crushed me. You know, I was like, fuck. He could have just been having a bad day, though. Maybe. Maybe. Sharon was really nice to me. And I met Kelly, too. Dude, there's no oh, way. There's no Kelly. way it was you. It, he's, it was a bummer. But that picture's I, fucking rad. I bet so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all you can ask for, dude. But, yeah, it wasn't you. I mean, just think about the millions of motherfuckers yeah, that want to yeah, talk to him. Yeah. And it's like. And you got to talk to him. like. Yeah, dude. Because. I did get to talk to him, and I'd love to hear that back. But but I just feel like all these years I haven't listened to him because I'm like, 
He fucking Salty hated me. Salty about it? He, he, well, not, I just bummed, you know? Like, I didn't live up to his ex. Like, I'm there with a fucking legend, you know what I mean? Like, fucking Ozzy, you know? I, I mean, you're, that's one, but to your point, I mean, you're not, you know? I mean, he is like, I don't know, who's... What? Like, no, who's gonna say? who's gonna hang with Ozzy? It's like... Yeah, what do you do in that situation? Yeah, you know? I, I probably would have... It's easy it. to clam up, uh, to clam up, you know. Especially Aussie, yeah. that's like. But I should have been on it. But you know, that was a young point. I, I was still like a young buck in my career and everything like that. And I, like, like I said, I thought I was the shit and fucking partying and uh, who knows what the fuck I said to him. So <laughs> at least Sharon was nice. And you got to meet Kelly. Like I really like Kelly. She's cool. Yeah, Sharon's always been nice. I think that's what, that's half the reason Sharon <laughs> yeah, probably started following Aussie around just because. Needs oh, an interpreter? Yeah, because if it was just him alone, everybody might think he's an asshole. That's why I follow you around. I didn't think he was an <laughs> asshole at the time. In the time of the interview, I thought the interview was fucking awesome. I thought we were vibing. Oh, but he was just doing the story. I had no thing. idea. Didn't I didn't afterwards. know until afterwards that that was like a thing, you know? Oh. I thought I had gotten some classic Aussie shit. You <laughs> oh, he's know? doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently, like that's like uh, when he, when he wasn't into it. So you know, what, it, what it a good what tactic, though. Like I, I kind of respect it. Have you seen the? <laughs> right? I'm sure you've seen the interview clip he did where he's like high as hell, and the lady's like, "Hello, Ozzy," and he's like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all the time. And then the interviewer's like, "Ozzy," and he's just like looking around, and he's like, "She's like Ozzy." He looks at her and she's like, "Hello." <laughs> he's just like tripping super hard. Probably after he snorted some ants or something. No. No shit. What a wild guy, man. Yeah. Dude, what those a, dudes. What were, a wild life. All those three dudes we just talked about. Yeah, I wish I could have met any one of those, like any one of those, like hard rock guys or hair metal band guys, like in their prime. Dude, you know? the Avid Brothers. Can you imagine partying? No, I never met Dime. I never met. Like, I never got to shake Dime's hand. I never talked to Dime. He he's the goat. He's the goat, but uh I mean can yeah, you may go to a dude's house, he's got a crown royal shape pool that's painted the the lining is purple. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty legendary, dude. Their home videos were what like they were so far ahead of the curve, right? Like back then, uh w- releasing those home videos, and I fucking got every one of them, man. And uh dude, it, great point. You know, no one was doing shit like that. No one was doing, I mean, they were doing like fucking hardcore jackass, jackass-esque type stuff, but way more over the top, like X-rated crazy shit that no one was doing back then. And, you know, they literally were putting out on VHS. I remember this prank that they did where they like, uh, I think they were like trying to like make a copy of their ball sack their dick and balls right so they yeah. jumped up on a copy machine but the fucking glass broke oh, and no. whoever was sitting on it i don't know if it was it might have been dime uh had chunks of glass like in his ass oh, cheeks and then God. like that's a great bit right there you think it would be over but no then they attempt to do surgery and remove all the pieces of glass as they're all like fucked up doing shots and shit like just just what <laughs> What a what an era! If man. they would have had YouTube, they'd have. Can you imagine the views? A billion oh, wow. subscribers, dude. Those videos probably have to be out there on YouTube too. That'd be interesting. I've seen a few. Of them. Yeah, yeah the, some of the prank ones. I can't remember any of them specifically, but I have watched them. Yeah, I'm I sure usually watch those there. when I'm fucked, when I'm drunk. Right. Okay, before I go to sleep, I'll be like, 
They showed a the, bunch of cool footage at like the the first night. We would just saw Pantera as the headliner, and they showed a bunch of unre- really cool unreleased. Yeah, like unreleased footage, like when they did like the uh, Cemetery tribute. Gates. Yeah, they played. Well, they didn't play. They like played the track of the beginning right. of Cemetery Gates. They didn't end up playing the song, which was disappointing. But I get it. <laughs> but they played a lot of unreleased home footage during it, which was sick. Uh, yeah. Dime was. Way ahead of the curve, guitar-wise, dude, because he was doing those clinics and those huge personal like articles in Guitar uh, World magazine, like before, like now, now like part of a band's PR package is like sending them to Premier Guitar for a segment for the guitar rundown. Yeah, he was all over but that shit with Washburn. he was Washburn. doing that yeah. shit with Washburn and Randall Amps. Yeah. Live clinics, like real, like um, the dudes at Texas Music Emporium over there at 1916-45, shout them out, their best music store, I think. Um, but they have pictures where he, he did clinics there. And there was, badass. he did Can a you lot. imagine? He, uh, uh, Joel and Hugh sent, have pictures of them, and Hugh's an old turd now, but he had long <laughs> black hair, looked like a thrash dude, and he's, like, hugging Dime. But <laughs> a lot awesome. of those, um, Dime, I mean, there's a, a lot of dudes, and if you could find closed-down music stores that were on the North Corridor going from here to Dallas, they all have stories about Dime. That's badass. Because Dimebag and Rusty Cooley, you know, Rusty Cooley, he lives... I think close to here. I mean, he lives up in your neck of the woods, I think, on the north side. No kidding. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's um, maybe in Conroe. I don't know. But he's local. But they ran, he would do seminars, and he's the shred lord of shred lords. But Hell yeah. Used to have a great metal scene, dude, between Houston and Dallas. Used to be a great. When I first moved to Houston, and again, I, I so I, I'm from Dallas, and then when I was like 14, I moved to Denver which is also a great place for fucking metal and rock music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and then uh, when I first came to Houston, like I was going to say uh, to your point, like there was such a fucking metal scene here, you know, like Dinosaur Salad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an, old, that's an old school, dude. <laughs> Man, they had the coolest T-shirt back in the day. It said, we smoke more weed before 9 a.m. than most people smoke all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fuck yeah. Dude, that's a sick <laughs> shirt, bro. That's cool. right. <laughs> I used to go see metal shows up in Humble at Fuel. Dude, and it was I don't know, it was right here in Humble, dude, and the skate park was next to it. So you had the hardcore club. Literally like you could I would see people uh drop into the half pipe from the show. roof of fuel. Like I saw this badass pro rollerblade shake do like a backflip off of fuel into the skate park. But it was yeah. such a great scene, dude. And now they're not there. It's sad. It is sad, man. When Fitz when Fitz like was no more, that was sad. That that was that's still like a bummer, man. I've seen so many badass shows at Fitzgerald's and that's just like a Houston institution. It's almost like sacrilegious like to to get rid of that shit and hardcore. Uh, um Rage Against Machine played there. Uh fuck. Testament, Exodus. There's, I mean, rock and roll bands, a lot of old school rock and roll bands. I think, I'm trying to think, somebody told me a real sick band they saw at Fitzgerald. I remember talking about that. I can't remember what it was, but it was a sick band. 
I saw a fucking soul fly there. Oh, that would have been sick. And it was the scariest concert of my fucking life. (laughs) There were so many people inside Fitzgerald's, and I was upstairs. And uh, I think, I want to say Sepultura maybe played that night too. I think it was when Soulfly and Sepultura were doing their thing together. And uh, I think that might have been. It was asses to elbows in there, right? I'm upstairs, and uh, I don't remember what's, I think it was like. one of those bands, I think it was Soulfly. They had like a big fucking song that was like uh, for soccer games, mm-hmm. like uh, oh, um, the Angel's Son. Is it? I don't remember. It was like a chant song. I don't. I don't know what it was called. I know uh, exactly this. It was almost like they were talking or speaking in a different language. And when they played that, the whole fucking upstairs started just bouncing and shit. And uh, I was like, man, I mean, I need to get close to an exit this shit was wild <laughs> you know and then i saw a girl uh I, I think somebody's elbow like came down and cracked her in the face and Ooh. it was just her her the middle of her face was just split open that was a wild show man but Damn. fitzgerald's dope venue a shame that that it's gone that it's like when you think about like uh what the scene was that's also the old people shit to say right like the you know no, but the it was. 20 years ago was yeah. so fucking awesome right and it was yeah that's you'd hang out and smoke cigarettes on the outside but i think you know when you kill music venues like that and you get rid of them and just really kind of they're gone forever demolish the place and uh i think you you know a- add to the problem yeah with the scene if there's a problem the lack of this you know like you're you're, you're taking a piece you're out of it. I was about to say, it. you're taking the piece. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I'm, I deal with that right now as an artist myself. Venue is venues that are good for your, a good fit for you with a good scene. It's like, I mean, I, I'm in, what do you, I'm, you could consider me rock. Now, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I could, I'm rock and roll, like rock music musician. And like I'm out is a rock song, but it's just hard. Where do I play it? Right. Especially as somebody that can't, that's not a huge artist that can sell us the tickets. It's like. There's a handful of places. Yeah, it's like. See a rock show. There's. Um, Scout Bar. Yeah. That's in the. Foundation room. But even like, then, I mean, they want you to be able to sell, what, 300, 400 tickets. Oh, do they? I, I'm out the loop, man. Yeah. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, it's like. We paid $25 to watch a DJ. We thought it was going to be a band. Yeah, dude, and it's at just Scalper. like I can't find any places. It's hard to find places, especially in Houston, that are like not too high of a barrier. It's everything is like they want you to sell four hundred or take the hit yourself. What's that place on nineteen sixty? Uh, oh man, I thought we talked about it. What town? Oh, uh, I don't know. What is it? Spring, maybe Houston, Willowbrook area. Do you know what venue I'm talking about? It's like a hardcore metal venue. They have metal. Oh, nineteenth hole. No, no, that's the Woodlands. But that's one. I mean, that's a metal spot. Yeah, I need to get in there. Well, yeah, it's hard rock. That's not another problem. Yeah. Back in the day, nineteenth hole used to be like fucking metal, dude. It's like, still pretty metal. Yeah. If any, I don't know what it is now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there. Long fucking time, but there's a spot that I'm thinking of. It's 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 a fucking rock bar on 1960. Fucking is it Acadia? Oh, it might yes. be. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I've yeah. been there and I haven't been there in forever either. But I hear a lot of people talking about it. How about you know? I rock hit them up. Yeah, yeah. 
There used to be like Java Jazz. Java Jazz was cool. Yeah, that's. I'm just Something learning this. I'm learning. It's really coming from a country band. All I knew was country venues. So now it's like I got to reinvent the wheel trying to figure out who likes rock music. Right. Because I played in like red dirt country venues for six years. It's like. Yeah. I gotta, but I mean, ain't nothing but a couple phone calls and. Spreading the word, you know what I mean? There's like Warehouse Live and Foundation. I also feel like a lot of places now are, I feel like there's a lot of rock guys, right? Rock music, rock bands that play to Texas country crowds. Mm -hmm. And there's like that, there's a spot out in Hockley called the the Roadhouse. You ever been out there? You ever seen that? This Pretty cool stage, it's like an outdoor venue, but they do rock bands and country bands out there. And uh, shout out them. I think I, I've never been there, but I know the place. Yeah, it's forever away. It's yes, way out there. I think but... I drove my motorcycle up there one time. So I don't want him. Yeah, it'd be a nice motorcycle cruise. What's yeah. that place that was um, it? Coolio passed away after you played at? Oh, the Frio Grill. Oh, barn. the barn. It's such yeah. a weird name. The barn. For... They're nice people. That's a good place to play. Dude, I have seen some pretty rock and roll country dudes play to some old crowds before. Like, I've been the youngest person in the crowd by like 20. I know some of these places that you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm like, the band is sick and I'm, I like the energy. And then, I, but I'm like, oh. yeah, the crowd is like, yeah, geriatric. I'm not yeah. being ageist. It is what it is. I'll be old one day. Ageist, is that a thing? Yeah, I'll have people in the comments or being saying I'm ageist. Uh, if I clip it. That's just fucking facts. You know, I was I'll trying to find day. that venue because there's a couple that I have in my head right now. There's a couple more that I have in my head too, but, you know, they're like what you just described. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got you, you to do what it takes. You got to do it. whatever. I'll play for... No one. Let's there used to be the engine room, though, too. You remember the engine room back in the day? That place was rad. That was the new metal zone. And what else? There was, like, uh, the proletariat. Is that place still around? No, and so. I ain't heard that in a long time. It was time. a while. Am I don't I, think. Am I aging myself? <laughs> no, dude, I forgot. I don't, I've never even been there. I just remember people. Both of the engine room and the proletariat were hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. if what I remember, very metal. Well, I saw Seven Dusted Engine Room. I know that. I saw like uh, Blue October there, which I wouldn't call metal at all. But uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of shows. I heard there. people call Blue October metal. I don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I definitely have. Really? Yeah. Blue October? Don't they have a fucking fiddle in their band? I heard a lot. I think they do now. They have some strings or some shit in the band. They played at 713 a couple months ago. Hey, I like Blue October. I got no problems with Blue October. I really do like Blue October. I liked their shit back in the day for real. I mean, there was a point where I was trying to go to every Blue October show I could go to. I love the other. I recorded at um, where they did an album, I think an album at. And over there in Stormy Cooper Media. Shout out Stormy Cooper Media. Oh, yeah. Stormy Cooper, legend. Yeah, they, Blue October did an album at his place. That's cool. It's like a big poster of them in the wall in the studio. Hell yeah. Which is sick. I'm trying to find that. So you've done radio your entire life? So I've done radio since I was 18. Yeah. And I'm a 43, so 25 years. That is awesome, dude. Yeah, man. I've Yeah. I've, that's all I've, I've done. 
Isn't he a cool guy? Yeah, I know. I knew as soon as you walked in, you're a cool dude. That's what I'm saying. I walked in just like this, too. And by the way, these are new shades. I have never uh, worn these on the internet before, so I debuted these just for you. Dang. I was going to ask if you wore those all the time because I really like them. No, just got them for the Shreds podcast here. Appreciate it again. Appreciate you having me here. Yeah, no doubt. Do you want a guitar lesson? Oh my gosh. This is free guitar lesson with every show. No, he said he wanted one. You I want to learn like a party trick to where I can like walk into this the room. Just captivate. Sounds like a murder. You gotta teach me like a we were just talking about dime. You gotta give me like a little lick, dude. Like a little <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, it's one and then the space and then two spaces and that one and then that one. <laughs> to be a man. I'm like, let's move on. What's I, a, I have no musical talent what's whatsoever. What's another party trick that we can show that? <laughs> Smoke on the water. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the first way to be that guy at the party. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Every chick's like, oh. <laughs> I can play it. <laughs> that's the only thing I can play. I don't know. No, absolutely not. I don't know. I mean, I wish I had the electric. I could do, you were right. I got to get a way to set up where the electric's always on. Yeah. Next time. That'd be super cool. Yeah, ain't look, dude, I got the shred guitar. It would have been very hard. I probably would have, you probably would have been bummed at my performance. You'd be like, I can't teach this guy shit. It's okay. I'm not. I don't a think good I learned. Learner. I've tried to learn to play guitar. I've, I have guitars that I bought, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach myself how to play guitar. I'm going to watch YouTube videos to play guitar. I just, I don't know why. I think it's my fingers. They're like, they've been described as meaty. You know, they're like, uh, <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> short and fat. I've seen meaty. some dudes with sausages. Bro, shred. these are pretty sausage, man. <laughs> these are, I don't know. My dad played guitar. My dad was a musician, you know, so, but I've never been able to. Mess with it. My dad was not a mute. I, I don't come from a musical family at all. I do, man. I come from a country music family, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been doing country music? Valerie? I've been doing, like, country radio for uh, the last 12 years. It, I've been doing it since my daughter was born. She'll be 12 this year, so, Aww. yeah. What puts you in the country scene? Just you grew up on it, or? Uh, well, I did grow up uh, around a lot of country music. I can remember being you know, super young, uh, like in elementary school or whatever. And my grandparents, my Nana and Papa, which were my mom's parents, they would take me to the Opry every weekend, uh, in Dallas Cedar Hill area. And, uh, I loved it. And I love watching those dudes play the steel guitar and it was just a good time. Right. And, um, as I got older, I would hear my dad's side of the family, my granddad and all of his brothers, my uncles, um, always talking about Bob Wills. And that is also my great uncle, a uh, guy by the name of Bob Wills. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him. The that king. Might, the king. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, that blood runs through my, my veins, and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of that, you know. Uh, would, that's awesome. Uh, it's, it's, you know, with without Bob Wills, I, I know I sound partial here and shit, you know, uh, but uh, I don't think we would have country music as we know it and, and or, you know, when we talk about country music, it's here, in my opinion, because of, of Bob Wills. You know, Western Swing created that whole movement. And uh, 
So yeah, I grew up, you know, hearing about him. That's all they talked about, you know, like every family gathering, every time I'm around my uncles and my cousins. I mean, his that's pictures. Listen to. Oh yeah, all the time. There's a lot of. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. So yeah, I grew up around it. My dad played. My my dad played guitar. Uh, my dad was always like, you know, playing. He was in a band and shit. And when he was in high school, you know, they never did anything or whatever. But my dad was always the guy who would play like guitar at Christmas and fucking Thanksgiving and shit. So yeah, I was always around music. And then I, this is a wild story. Are, do we are we good on time? Yeah, no. Yeah, we got plenty of time. We do There's whatever no, you want. No limit. I'm just talking your ear off here. That's how we went. So <laughs> that's um, cool. Can I have a water? So I got officially – so that was my childhood, right? Nothing too crazy. Like I said earlier, I moved to, to Denver when I was like uh, 13, something like that. And um, I knew then that I wanted to be on the radio. Like I, I, I wanted to be on the radio since I was like a little kid and when I was like eight years old. And um, long story short is I get to Denver and my best friend in high school, this kid who lives in my neighborhood, Jason Fry, shout out Jason. Uh, his older sister uh, was a like part-time DJ at KBPI, which was the fucking rock station in Denver back in the day. And uh, she would always, you know, be around. And uh, one summer she asked us, me and Jason, if we would uh consider working if we wanted a summer job at Red Rocks. And we said yes. So my first job in the entertainment business was working at Red Rocks. uh, And she hooked that up. um, And for the life of me, I can't remember Jason's sister's name, but she knew Barry Faye, who was like the major concert promoter at Red Rocks back in the day. And uh, he hired me and Jason and and we were like 14, maybe 15. Uh, I definitely didn't drive. And it's kind of shitty though, like the job that we had. Um, And I feel kind of like an ass for it now. So I was kind of like a snitch, like a paid snitch. Oh, no. So they called it uh, a a bootlegger. They they said you would work in the – it's like the bootleg guys, right? So me and Jason were 14, 15 years old. We were wearing street clothes, right? Whatever you'd wear to a concert. The first concert I ever worked this at was the Fish Festival. It's an iconic fish festival that happened in Morrison, Colorado. Uh, It was a huge fucking thing. They pissed off the entire uh, city of Morrison, Colorado. It was a crazy experience. I'm 14, 15, and that's my first time uh, seeing anything like that. Okay. Uh, And and that was some wild, crazy hippie, like Woodstock free love shit, you know, like, so it was crazy. Um, I'd never seen it. The shit was wild to me, but I was doing this job called bootlegging, right? Where I, me and my buddy Jason would walk around Morrison, the Red Rocks Amphitheater, the grounds, and we would spot people that were bootlegging fucking merchandise, right? Or selling burritos out of fucking ice coolers and shit. (laughs) And uh, we had backpacks and we would radio, right, to real security guards and they would come fucking, you know, so I feel bad about that. I feel kind of like a piece of shit because these are like... (laughs) super nice like hippie people yeah. you know just like so trying to get to the, you know and i'm like i I, f- I feel bad so you were like fish's lost prevention <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yeah. that's so funny what a cool like, i want to update though. my resume now <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell me about a memorable experience i was not lost prevention and fish yeah dude i can imagine i can imagine fish in colorado i bet that was 
It was crazy. It was like a three-day festival. Like we a lot there. of gyrating. Yeah. And I, I didn't know who fucking Fish was at the time, right? Like, I had no idea about Fish. And uh, obviously, by the time I left, I fucking loved Fish. Right? Like, uh, Dude, the, I'll never laugh harder than when somebody that likes Fish is like, have you heard their 23-minute 87 jam? And I'm like, like, like uh, good. no, I haven't. No, no, I haven't. I don't want to listen either. <laughs> that was like what we were talking about earlier though like uh, when we were outside and you were talking about like how classic rock back in the day classic rock was recorded to sound different and you know there was because of fm radio it sounded different and i think you know maybe uh songs I, the I mean, I can remember like Zeppelin having like six, seven minute long songs and shit, you know, but DJs back in the seventies and eighties, you got to remember they loved that shit because they could fucking go outside and smoke a cigarette, Hell right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, there just wasn't as much push from advertisers. Yeah. We can, we, I need, we're going to get our two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like back in the day. Oh, I love when they play like the whole stairway on like 106.9. Yeah. It's like, I don't change my radio station. Yeah, I don't have Bluetooth. Really, I don't have any of that, but I listen to 106.9 and never change it. Very faithful to Dean and Raj. Hell yeah. And uh, like when they play Stairway, I'm like, play the whole thing. Or t- uh, No More Tears, Ozzy. Like, I just love those seven, yeah. eight minute, nine minute me, long songs. It makes me laugh because we were talking about that outside. She loves the radio. She loves That's it. cool. I don't listen to anything but the radio. That's awesome. That's and I love Dean and Raj, and I grew up, they were some of the people that inspired me and wanted me to get into radio because they were in Denver. They got kicked out of Denver, by the way, back uh-huh. in the day for some crazy shit that I probably shouldn't even bring up because I don't want to do that to them. But <laughs> they were fucking awesome when they were on in Denver at this rock station, KBPI. And uh, yeah, man, I had a chance to, to work with them uh, years ago. We worked for the same company, and uh, they were always so nice and so cool. Legends. And uh, today, my good friend Kelly Ryan, I think, is on their show. Yeah, I know is. Kelly forever. Me and her used to actually no way. teach broadcasting school together with Kelly Ryan. Yeah, That's we, used, so we used to awesome. teach That's broadcasting sick. together. And uh, she's super. She's super awesome. I love her. I love her energy. She's one of the most knowledgeable rock chicks I know. I mean, she she would be great to have on your podcast. I love all like yeah. everyone yeah. on one hundred six nine, one hundred seven five. So yeah. uh, have you? Uh, and, and shameless plug, but I gotta I gotta show some love here. Uh, do you, have you listened to it at night lately? One hundred six nine, seven to midnight. Okay. The gentleman that was responsible for bringing me to Houston is a guy by the name of Outlaw Dave, and he is now on the air there at seven to midnight. The Outlaw oh, Dave Show. Oh, okay, I, absolutely. And he's the talking. fucking man. So I'll right. have to check it out. It's usually like if I'm driving, it's one of six nine, and I really don't drive. Yeah, I know. Tonight, I, so. You've heard Outlaw Dave. I mean, I'm sure I have. Voice. I've yeah. heard his his. Um, what do he's you got call a great voice, line. man. Uh, your old buddy. Yeah, it's your old buddy. I loved him. Yeah. Well, usually at Shit's night. Shit's badass, right? It is, dude. And <laughs> so then he plays, badass. he plays like ZZ Top after he says it. Hell yeah. And it makes me, that's why, dude, that's what I was telling you. I will not listen to classic rock on streaming services. Yeah. If I'm listening to classic rock, it's got to be. I'll listen to the Interrupt podcast. I didn't even think about that. You got to have the host. It's the combo of the, the dude like him leading you into like, the immigrant song or some shit. Yeah. That's, and, you know, you roll your windows down and you're like, fuck, it's not all fucking monthly listeners streaming. Yeah, that's when I grew up on those, Dina Raj, when it was 106 on The Point. Yeah. It is, it's nostalgic in that way. That's why I like it. Because 
I mean, I have to play the game of Spotify and then the, you know how it is. And it's like, just, it doesn't, it feels so um, lifeless. Yeah, there's a disconnection with streaming music, it's right? Like analytics. I mean, but, but, but that's just for me. I mean, maybe people younger than me, you know, they don't feel that way because they didn't grow up with the radio, yeah. right? Like, I, I re- I'm for real. Like, when I was a kid, my mom used to put me in the bathtub and I would listen to the country radio station at night, every night in the bathtub. And I was like, man, I want to be that person. Like, how, how do I get in that radio, you know, and like do that? And I, I just remember forever wanting to do it. And uh, I think, you know, like my daughter, like I said, she's 12. Bro, she doesn't even fucking – she knows I work at a radio station, yeah, so she like, knows what a radio – but I don't think she's ever like – li- been like, hey, let's listen to KRBE or let's listen to fucking whatever. No, you know? yeah. she's like thinks – her radio in her mind's like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like AM radio. I grew up wanting to be – I went to school for broadcast journalism uh, oh, with cool. Sam Houston. Yeah, it was always Dan my Rather. my second, and I think that's why I do this. My second was if music never worked out and it still hasn't, and now that's why I'm kind <laughs> of doing this. Is what I would go. I always want to do radio. Yeah, and that's why I love this because um, you don't have to have a, you don't have to do all the things, the barrier to just do this now. Yeah, this is so badass. I mean, I, I wish this would have been around when I was getting into it and shit. Right, dude, and I'm so, I do, am blessed in that way because I'd never be able to do this if, I, if it wasn't. And it's so much better that you're doing it and you're not doing it for someone else who doesn't give a fuck about you. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? That, and that's what I did for so long is working for these corporations, right? And they play the same fucking 10 songs all day long, right? Uh, now I'm lucky enough to be on independent country radio where I don't have to worry about that bullshit. But, uh, you know, I worked for, for people. I always made other people money. You know what I mean? I was always pushing their agenda, pushing whatever they wanted to push. And I think it's so cool that you have your own fucking platform and your own audience that you cultivated on organic originality, fucking Earl Shred shit, right? Like, you know. Thank you. I appreciate it. They can't do that. No no other radio station in town can duplicate what you're doing, right? Like, they, they just can't. They yeah. can't, if they wanted to, they couldn't, you know, and that to me is powerful, you know, so. I think uh, so. It, um, it's, it's definitely helps. Yeah. No, yeah. No one's going to work as hard for you as you do. I've definitely had more people, um, recognize me randomly from this podcast than I'm from music. Though I've only been in a band for since February. Okay. I mean, I was a hired gun for years. Yeah. So, but definitely the podcast, it, it, the, How long have you been doing the podcast? Since, since last November. Yeah, October, okay. November. Coming up on a year. Coming yeah, up on a year, dude. Wow. Are you going to have an anniversary party? I, I think I, I didn't think about it. You got to have a party and invite that dog. <laughs> I'll go with, I, yeah. You can get bulldogs running in Houston. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, we Everybody shall, come and bring I your totally, dog. I've talked about it. That might be the move. I've talked about doing a live one, selling tickets and doing a live podcast. Fuck yeah, you should, bro. That'd be awesome. And yeah. You, you know, the, you've seen them before. Yeah, I've, I've watched live podcasts. I, I watch Kill Tony all the time. Oh, yeah, we I, love Kill well, Tony. My dream is to host the Kill Tony, but with music. So you can it's show such up. such a rat show. That's such a great idea. Show up, put your hat. You should do it. And then you get a song. Fuck Yeah. 
That's yeah. badass. Come to play. You can either play with the band, bring your own fucking guitar. You plug in. You play with the house band. You know, or maybe guess, you just have a kit and you have the whole fucking band come out. Like if you pull the band, that's kind of that would my, be sick, though, man. That's a good I, idea. That's kind of what my open mics are now. I guess. Yeah. Shout out. If, come to the open mic Nick, tomorrow. But <laughs> I don't know. I think I I I think more though. I want to add the comedy. Like yeah. The, the quant the hesitation I have with doing it is because the, the musicians have to agree that if they suck, they're gonna get roasted. Yeah. Yeah. And musicians. Yeah. Can be a little more sensitive sure. than comp sure. comedians. Yeah, but if I could just build up a repertoire and like, hey, if you if you can't take the heat, right. get out. I, it could be, but maybe a live podcast for the anniversary. I might if I can get a venue, that'd be sick. I'm sure we could make it happen. Would you be down to be a guest host? Yeah, of course, man. Because I, I I would definitely. It'd be a great opportunity to do the live show. I wanted was just get like three guest artists. Um like 15 minutes with me and a guest host at a table live talking then an artist plays two songs and then the artist sits down for 10 minutes we talk to that artist they get off stage yeah i think it sounds dope yeah then next next artist and do that when is your anniversary i don't know it could be arbitrary i thought it was like my dog's birthday but it might be november (laughs) it's kind of like my dog's birthday you just make it up I just know because I put it on my resume. I can look it up and I'll, I'll start working on that. I've been so busy with music shows, but um, I got my schedule a little bit filled out. I'm not taking any more live music for a while. But um, damn, what was I going to say? Hey. <laughs> it's our watchdog. <laughs> He's like picking up his paws. Hey, like, yeah, what are you going to do, bro? Yeah, our um, oh, I was gonna say our inspiration for this podcast was we saw Lamb of God, and um, it was a sick show. It, the we show had to was talk so about sick. It. The next day, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get microphones. I'm gonna do a podcast." Hell she, yeah. she was like, "What are you gonna do it over?" And I was like, "Let's just talk about that show last night. It was fucking sick." I said, "What do you want me to say?" <laughs> and that was the whole idea. Was the podcast was concert reviews? Yeah. Hell yeah! I that's guess that's what out. we do. But then, in the beginning, my friends wanted to come on. I was, I'm not a I it's feel still, like you know me well enough. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. And that's still one of my favorite podcasts was when Tyler and Connor came and they used to sit out on the patio where y'all were earlier <laughs> and video and record out there. We set up this crap out there. And it was, it's probably one of my favorite podcasts. 30, I wasn't even on that one. I just let them do it because they're immense. 30 minutes of the podcast with me smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it, still one of the best episodes. I was like, hey, do you want to, it felt, it was like a fall day. I was like, it feels really nice. And I want to smoke cigarettes. Do you want to do it out here? Oh, yeah. But then it became a thing. But, um, Thank you for the kind words, man. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, man. I I, I mean, you know, uh, I just think it's dope that you're doing this shit, man. And I think it's dope that anybody who is watching this right now could do the same shit and, and, and you know, with their own take, their own personality. There's an audience for for everybody, yeah, right? Go file LLC, get a credit card, go buy the Oh, shit. Cameras. This man's legit, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's. I mean, because, well, that's what I hear from people that want to do it, but they say, I don't have the money. And I'm like, go file an LLC, apply for a credit yeah, card. Yeah, that's like 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Apply for a credit card, there's your money. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I'm going to pay it back. And, you know, I, I mean, if you have a smartphone, you don't have to have all these nice-ass cameras and all this. No, money. that's what the first 10 podcasts I did were was that smartphone and that one. Yeah. And on, I was that, 
it was actually that iPhone, that iPhone, and, and I used mine. pancake guitar mics and pencil mics. Oh, yeah, so that was one of them right there. When we had, like, four guests, everybody would have a different mic. We had, like, the Bluebird, the pencil mic. Somebody had the Bluebirds. Had now mic. your name's in lights behind you. <laughs> that was his Christmas present before he was That's real badass. shreds. That's badass. I got him that. He changed his Instagram uh, handle, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to get him a – it was on our patio. I wanted to get a patio light. And uh, and then he became Earl Shreds after Tell me that. about that. How did that happen? Because I also know you as Dalton. It's very uh, uneventful. Do, do people know that? Uh, some uh, people don't. They call him Earl. A lot of people don't. People come no, up I mean, to me. people on the pocket. I didn't just oh, like yeah, yeah. No. give out your name. Dang, you no, ruined it. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they they know it. I mean, they don't want to know it. They they block Dalton now. Most people are right. Like, I've literally been like, well, my real name is Dalton. And they go, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> yeah. People come up to me and Earl ask Shreds where Earl is. is. iconic, man. That's Thank like you. such a fucking dope name. Thank you, dude. And then it. I, it like, how do you not want to fuck with Earl Shreds, right? It, like, it, it leans to so many other avenues. Earl Games. Earl skis. Oh my gosh. Uh, the, you know, Earl does. But then he has like dog taco. shreds. <laughs> like you have a dog shreds line. Yeah. I have a dog merch called dog, the dog shred merch line. Oh yeah. It's like dog. But how I came up with is very boring. I, I was just drunk one night and I was like, man, I got so like, I'm tired of pussyfooting around. Like I'm tired. I was tar- actually just like tired of working for other musicians. Right. And I was like, I got to be serious about my brand. Like, right. It's like, you know, if I'm going to take it serious and do music, so I was like, what's the name? And then my middle name's Earl. And then I was like, people say I shred. That was Everybody so had always went, said that. Earl Shred. Yeah. I think I put Earl Shred, and then I was like, needs an S. And then I put the S. <laughs> yeah. Just typed it in Instagram, and it said available. And for, And this is a lesson for everybody about haters. People told me that name was so fucking dumb. I love it. For months, dude. How... But look at that sick logo I made. Exactly. Yeah, it does look good. Because when I would tell people good. when I started, I'd be like, I'm going to call my name and change everything to Earl Shreds. They were like, what the fuck is that? And then the logo existed, and then now this, and now it's this, Yeah, not. this was the first. Hell so yeah. lesson learned, don't let people discourage you. No. Don't let haters discourage you. If Just, you believe in it, there people are yeah, eventually going to Yeah, because that's exactly, it felt like for a few months, I was like, am I the only one that thinks this name is sick? This yeah. is a cool name, Earl Shreds. <laughs> and then I started thinking, I was like, she can be Sydney Shreds. My daughter's Avery Shreds. Yeah. Toby Shreds. Which I stole that from Lyndon Bean Johnson, because LBJ, he named his yeah, wife. He yeah. named his wife and his dog, everybody, Johnson. And I was like, I'm just going to do the same shit. The Shreds tribe. So yeah. then people know her as Sydney Shreds. Yeah, they call me Mrs. Shreds all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I walk up and they're like, how's Miss Shreds? Or Mrs. Shreds. Damn. The Sydney Shreds kind of. Flows. I really do appreciate the kind words, dude. It's been rough lately, man. Music is tough. <sighs> like, yeah, I'm not one that I don't whine. It's just been it's it's like so. I just don't understand the unnecessary headwind. Sometimes, I saw that post that you made, and uh, that's one of it, dude. It's just, it, you know, I think a lot of it has to do. Uh, I just don't think certain people in the industry. Uh, some, some bar owners, right. Uh, some club owners, I don't think they know how to deal with people or to communicate, right? Like they, they're kind of on their own wave. And, and I think 
artists and, and musicians can kind of sometimes be on their own wave. But I think there's some of them who, who don't maybe get it. And I don't think it's, there's just a disconnect there. Like I just, I, I, they're not people, you know, sometimes you have to have a front man, right? And if the, the bar owner might be better suited as a drummer, right? Not being the, the front man of your band, okay? Yeah. Like being the face of your band. And he might be, he, he might not be able to communicate well or the booking agent or whoever the fuck it is, right? Um, but then there's also ego, you know, there's yeah. some of that. That's what I find the most. Yeah. Is, um, well, that, that's just people too, man. Their place is the best. Everywhere else sucks. I'm like, I was just at the other place the other weekend. Yeah. Like, looking around your place. I'm like, it's pretty, this, pretty this much apple this. oranges, buddy. Like, yeah. This is, yeah. It's just, um, I don't feel like that's fair for them to say either. There's so much, there, there's so many other fish in the sea around where we're at, right? South, the, Southeast Texas. So it's like. Okay, dude, you can have your bar. Just go to the next one. There's literally one yeah. next door. Yeah, you know, everywhere so. you turn. And the good venues, I like, like, the Whiskey Barn, of course, 1886, Humble. The, uh, there's not, you can't replace them because they're awesome. But then I do find the ones that are not good, it's like, okay, you're easily replaceable. Yeah. And it's like, you're never going to be, like, shine. And then they're closing down in two years and they're wondering why, going on Facebook, Oh, nobody came to my bar, and I had to liquidate wine. And I'm like, yeah, I had to work with you a couple of times. Like, I can see why your business went under. Like, I just you can't. I don't understand where you treat the artist like the that plays. If anything, I'm the customer. If I have a following, I'm the customer. Or if I'm marketing the event on my own and bringing a following or bringing the people. Like you're a hundred percent not involved in any marketing. You're just the stage. Like they don't recognize that it's like a um, almost like a partnership. I was about to say a partnership between you and their bar, and that your brand is going to bring your friends, your family, your people, your tribe out, and they are going to spend money at your new partner's establishment, right? Well, that. That new sometimes in some cases those partners have ego and they're fucking idiots and they just think, well, doesn't matter if you play here, somebody else is, is, is the people will be here, and I I don't buy that bullshit. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate that uh, you're dealing with that, but uh, you know that's not everywhere, right? There's yeah, there's sometimes depending on where you go, there's going to be a built-in crowd, but. A lot of the places around here, there's not that built-in crowd that's going to – they're always going to be at that venue waiting for a new band. The band usually brings I try to get away from guarantee pay as much as possible just because I'm like – Get away from guaranteed pay? Yeah, guaranteed flat rate that, you know, there's a certain venue that – there's certain venues that pay a guaranteed flat rate, $1,000, like a small bar. They've got food and a built-in customer crowd. Those are where you get your guarantees. And I'm just at the point where I'm like, I just want to get away from that and just hustle till I can get ticket sales. Yeah. Because all the problems we just talked about are at these guaranteed paid places. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, here's $1,000. But now it's like, you work for me. It's like, I'd rather just... Like you have to make back I'd rather just grind it out and sell tickets. Have a partnership with a venue... 
that takes a percentage of my ticket sales and the people that support me, they bought their ticket. And I've had to learn that in the, I mean, when I started the band, I'd play anywhere, obviously. I can play every gig. But now I'm fine. I'm learning, like, it's just not worth at all. It's actually negatively affecting you to play at some of these places. Your yeah. image, your mental health. Just lessons learned, I guess, you know. But the venues that are good to me, I love them for it, you know what I mean? I just wish... Oh, you just kill yourself. <laughs> like, literally loading in the PA and, like... It's a lot of work. And I feel... There's not a lot of places that cater to musicians, and you would think that these places might do a little bit more of that, right? Like, um, and I'll, I will say that back in the day, back in the day, uh, you know, I had a pretty tight relationship with Scout, which I mentioned earlier, and I feel like that place was built for musicians by musicians, right? That yeah. place was built to... Bands that were on tour, they they wanted them to, you know, eventually know that Scout Bar had the best lights, the best equipment, built-in crowd. You know, that place was always sold out for years, like a decade or more. You know, it was just always hitting local bands up to be the openers. Uh, always having the local guys, and though that that's that's to me what feeds your business. Because going back to the point that you said, where you're the customer and you're bringing out, you know. It's like this this is Earl Shred's show and we need a table for 250, right? Yeah. Me and my people are about to show up and eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel like Scout is is always done that. I haven't really messed with them and, and I haven't talked to No, there's other in a long time. still that way. There's I'm just I'm I I'd love to And play that's there. forever away, you know, that's like so far away. It's like almost a different market, but um it know, I feel like there should here. be more venues like that, right? Absolutely, like a, yeah. Northside doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, and if, I, I was going to say, a lot of the venues I play at, too, they don't understand, because I don't play acoustic shows, so I always play with my band, because I'm a rock blues band. They just don't realize, like, they treat me the same way as dudes that are just playing the acoustic guitar with one speaker. Right. And right. I'm like, you know, like, I'm killing myself, like, Show up two hours early. We rehearse once a w every week because I feel like if you're going to be in a band, you should rehearse. So it's like, and then I'm like, have I work with the guys that I work with, and then okay, you got the drums, the bass, so now I need subwoofers, and obviously I need two mains. Yeah. Where if you play acoustic show, you can just have a speaker. But it's I gotta get I you know I can't just sit here and whine and whine in Houston. It's just I gotta leave. And I'm really trying to get Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio. Yeah, I'm really trying to get out there. I feel like if I was in that type of position, uh, the one place that I would go, I think whether I was a, in a country band or a rock band or a fucking rapper uh, or a comedian, I would go to Austin. I just feel like – and I know that that's like – Maybe all the people aren't the greatest people there, right? And you got to deal with a lot of bullshit right now. But I feel like for art and music and that whole community, they, they have something going on. And they have had it for a long time. But I feel like it's it's been like a little bit revitalized, you know, I guess the Joe Rogan era and shit, right? Like yeah. where, where all those people come. But it, it's definitely a scene, you know, that's where I would I would, I would want to be. It's not livable. Yeah. That's what I, it's fucked. But it's, yeah. it's inclusive of... 
everything. Like what you're saying, they're very um, but I can't, I can't open to anything. afford two grand for a one-bedroom apartment. Right. And that's Outskirts. I'd, I've looked at all. I'd moved on and immediately. Yeah. If it was like, wasn't such a risk, but how can I go to all? I guess, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just making excuses. It is expensive, but it could be done if you, if I really, if you really wanted to. Yeah, and everything's a risk, man. You just gotta say fuck yeah. it, yeah. And, and especially with your podcast, bro. Like, I mean, that's it's it's the mecca. You know, everybody runs through there. You know, like I said, comedians, musicians. You know, all types of musicians. You know, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you never know who you're gonna meet up with or see or. Yeah, people are always going there. And that's like the, you know, it's like, I fucking hate to say it, but it's like trendy. And it was like fucking cool. It's like the cool shit to put on fucking Instagram and social media and shit. Like, I'm in Austin, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's time to go to Austin. <laughs> Let's go live under the bridge. Let's be weird. Don't make me the fucking reason you're leaving H-Town, man. Fuck. He was already talking about it. I told him, I said, I'm not moving to Austin. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly what I said to him. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like so I got a lot Beaumont. of friends that live in Austin. And, I was thinking uh, Russia. I'm gonna go to Russia or something. Like, there's another oh, Austin or India, it's or cool China. Place. I know they live in like Canyon Lake. So. I want to be the people's musician. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's not my music. It's our music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess we could wrap it up, man. It's been a good one. How long are we at? What's our record, honey? Are we on over an hour? Yeah, like hour fifteen. Damn. That's not bad. Pretty no, that's pretty good. good. Yeah, that's I don't... Good. That's the sweet spot. I don't think I can do the three-hour ones anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, that's gnarly. Just about <laughs> what you said about on the back end, like having to edit all that bullshit and yes. upload it. Like, that's crazy. Because when I started, I was a dumbass again. I was like, let's just chill and turn the mics on. Well, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I thought this flowed really well, but I'm I'm used to, like, the podcast that I'm a part of, we're, like, fucking and the 10 minutes or less. The radio is oh. kind of kind of... Like a, yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I have a little bit more freedom now that I'm doing like the independent radio shit. But uh, for so many years, I mean, I was talking like eight seconds or less. You know, it's like fucking, you got to get everything in like fucking over a seven second intro and shit, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I don't. I'm way too stoned to live in that world. Yeah, that's why I can never do it, bro. Because it takes me eight seconds just to go. And yes, sometimes I'm like, yeah, buddy, <laughs> come on, let's go. But it's weird because I feel like people's retention spans, you know, that's taught me. I did that for a long time on the radio, and I feel like I can see on the back end of my like socials and the analytics and shit that most people, the average watch time is like fucking nine to 13 seconds. You know, people just you're on your phone, yeah, and you're so, we're so used to this now, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But there's a good majority or minority that have that do the full, that are along with you for the full time. And I've found that those pay off tenfold over the 10 second or less views. Yeah. I would say, like, if I'm, say, scrolling through TikTok, depending on the day, like, I give it five seconds. If it doesn't catch my interest, I'm out. But it's nothing for me to sit and listen to Joe Rogan for three and a half hours. My core group of, like, you know, 50 people that listen to the whole podcast do tenfold for me than what any video I've got over a million views has done. Like, That's so crazy, man. It, I wish I had a fucking video and I could say that. <laughs> and I've got, I have multiples, and but that's why I've learned not to even chase it, though, because it's like that none of them have done what, like, the 20 hardcore of my 
like hardcore like they'll bring up like shit that I said at the end yeah it's just um I don't know I guess I have to you have, I'll learn that the hard way plus the videos you think that are gonna go viral never do and then exactly the dumb ones exactly I, I noticed that kind of shit too like shit that I spend forever on and I think is so dope like fucking fizzles and like the shit that I don't think about and I just fucking throw up there it's like what the fuck dude that's I why I this style of podcast, I can get so many views. That's like uh, clips with like over 500,000 views on like 60 second podcast clips. It lends itself because I could just cut, I'll, I'll just cut 20 minutes up, edit out all the silence to where yeah. it's quicker pace, and then it's, it's all 60 second clips. And I'll put them out of order so it looks like we're talking about something different. <laughs> yeah, but, and like the one of me, like. Those are the, the most viral ones. Wild. Yeah, I'll clip when I clip people, I'll put them like out of context or like <laughs> make it like I'll make it seem like completely random or something. Like I, I definitely clipped her out of context doing a sick Kyle. Oh shit! <laughs> and like, and then it's like him talking about Hitler, and then it's me doing like a little, you know. Fuck, I'm not gonna do it because you're gonna clip it again. But <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna before we ended. I was gonna tell you earlier. That's why I always would love to be on the radio, and I'm glad I can do this because I never knew I would be able to work for a radio station or corporation for the shit I say. Dude. Right? Like I have strikes. YouTube will barely let this podcast on YouTube. Really? Some I have episodes that are still banned. We got banned from TikTok multiple times. They don't just ask you to make it like uh, age restricted or something. Oh no! If you say it, if you say whatever is in season, right? Like, like, met, like the twenty twenty virus. I'll have, I'll, I'm not. I'm not going to get into anything. So, but I'll, the podcast that they came after me bad for. I had a dude that come on, and this was like, right? Hey, this was like. Right after COVID vaccine release, maybe six months. And it was before what we know now. I'm not going to say what we know now, but take it what that means. Came on and literally just, talk, I was like, he was like, can I talk about uh, what happened to me after that? Like his after personal I got story. The medical procedure that they were giving. And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, we won't, no conspiracy theory, no, no, like, it makes your brain, you know, I was like, yeah, we'll just talk about. What you what's happened to you? He came on, was hospitalized, blah blah blah. Sad. YouTube came after that one hard. Like sent me emails. Happens again. Had a uh, restriction your, on it. Your accounts getting deleted. Then delete the episode. And that was on all. Now though, you can say that, and they won't. That was what was in season. Right. Um, the war in the in the Europe for yeah. four months, that was the one. Right. Now that one guy going to jail all the time. Oh, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a long-term list for that, and that I'm on. Absolutely. Uh, the guy racking up all the indictments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I did a stitch on TikTok today. Was, I wish I got more views, but it was too... It was like a news reporter. He was like, uh, he was like, uh, Kamala says she may have to step in as president. And I stitched her and I was like, oh, I forgot that she was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I completely forgot. I was like, deep down, we all knew it was going to happen. We just forgot. We just kind of forgot. I was surprised it hasn't happened. I know. It's kind of been it's a long been, run. 
proud of him. I know. I am too, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody give him a round of applause. Dude, Could have been worse. Could have been worse. His, that shit, when he went to Maui, oh, <laughs> that was... Aww. But yes, I have to... talking about his Corvette getting burned. Oh, my gosh. I was like, dude... Read the room, brother. Read the room. <laughs> but yes, I have to restrict him sometimes. Like, he can never work on a for a corporation. And sometimes <laughs> I have to reel him back in. Yeah, sometimes I'll do these alone. Ooh. And I had to start doing them, putting them only on Patreon. <laughs> Some of the stuff he says, I'm like, nope, nope. Not today. That's good. <laughs> At least you have Sydney to keep you on the straight and narrow. Sometimes. All right, well, it was a sick podcast. Well, fucking Earl Shreds and Sydney Shreds, thank you all for inviting me. Yeah, it was great. I appreciate great. the hospitality. It was super cool, man. Check awesome. out Zach United on all social medias. What was the radio station again one more time? K-Star, 99.7. Y'all check Download out. the free K-Star country app. Check Heck my yeah. shit out, 2 to 7. Yeah, for sure. What time is your, like, do you do a daily show? Yeah, or? 2 to 7, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday nights, uh, I do a Texas show. It's all Texas music, only Texas music, Texas country artists, um, independent artists, unsigned artists. Uh, we do that 10 o'clock Sunday's Texas show. But it's all on K-Star, which is out of Montgomery. And uh, we have a free app. Download it, the free K Star Country app. Awesome. In the app store. Yeah, let's do Check that. out EarlStress.com. Um coming to open like tomorrow. And I'm opening up for um Slade Coulter at D's Irish Tavern. Really? On Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I fucking love that dude. Yeah. Yeah. When, is that this weekend? This weekend. Saturday. Saturday Bullshit. Night. I'm opening up for him. Dude. Come on, you want to come? We got yeah. some tickets. I got, yeah. tickets with, I got tickets right now with your name on them. Yeah, we'll get you some tickets. Fuck yeah. Yeah, bro. I got tickets. They didn't want me to hustle tickets, so please hit me up if you want tickets for the show. And Sunday, I'll be in Alvin for Battle of the Bands. Thank you guys for everyone that voted for me. Y'all are fucking sick. I love you guys, and we're going to kill that 15 minute slot. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm That's all you need. Puke on the crowd or do something insane. <laughs> oh no, you'll get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I love Full you guys. Oh, let me turn the live stream on. Rock on and peace out. Sick. My ears just now starting to hurt from this headphones. They were fucking I hope you enjoyed that video, guys. If you want to check out more podcast videos, studio footage, live footage, please make sure to hit the subscribe button and make sure you're subscribed to YouTube Earl Shreds, YouTube Shred Shred Clips, and YouTube Shred Shed Podcast for full podcast video episodes. And be sure to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever you got. Love you guys so much. Please hit the subscribe button.